Uh, welcome back to the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. We're a drinking podcast with a comic book problem. Shake the shit out of it. Are we ready for this? My background pictures. Yeah, I'm ready for this. Are you all ready for this? Sasquatch saw the book and he was like, what in the fuck are you reading? And I was like, I was like 200 page. It's not going to be that long. And he was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, in honor of Sasquatch, hey, and welcome to another episode of the Funny Books and Firewater podcast. This week, we are continuing our LGBTQIA plus month with Hamish Steele's Dead India, which is soon to be a cartoon on Netflix. We realized via, somebody knew it, and I looked it all up yesterday, or while we were recording the last episode. But let's see. This is a story of, I mean, there's elements of Disney's Haunted Mansion, and there's elements of Hollywood, even though it's Hollywood, and there's uh, there's a lot of demons um, and attacking dog. Drink all over himself because he put the lid on wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, sloppy baby Adam, can, or, do you have uh, enough ability to uh, give us a cocktail, or do you need to wait? I'm not even sloppy. I just this fucking lid doesn't like to go on. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> This has happened multiple episodes, by the way. Like, Clark makes fun of me all the time. Uh, yeah, so this uh, week's drink is called The Elevator. Nice. Now, I don't promise this will be any good, so please don't do it. Uh, <laughs> but it was somewhat red. So uh, you're going to take an ice-filled glass. You're going to add one ounce of red aftershock, two ounces of bourbon, and a half a can of Red Bull. Stir it. Do, like, the whole spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch Catholic Isn't thing. and then vodka? Shoot oh, it. no, that's not like a UV vodka kind of it. no is that right after shock is the cinnamon like the super sweet cinnamon schnapps was got like the little ice like the cherry. oh right okay uh, so yeah. it's cinnamon okay sorry what were those ingredients again so it's one ounce of aftershock two ounces of bourbon and a half can of red bull so what i just heard this is uh freshman year in college <laughs> yeah hence the elevator <laughs> you know it really is that that's the oh there is a obscure and i don't know where i saw it but there's an obscure tv show where they had these people go on these ever increasingly scary challenges it was sort of like oh, amazing the race elevator. Hunt- it was called the elevator was the whole show called the elevator yeah it was oh, called okay. the elevator because i remember the elevator being called the elevator where they would go the different layers but i didn't remember the name of the actual show it's not very good but it was elevator interesting was enough to watch for a little bit yeah elevator yeah elevator okay. it had this two weird chicks like the host host yeah which they said they were like filmmakers and i'd never heard of a movie they'd made and like it was yeah it was a thing now i'm gonna go watch it. oh jason bloom produced it of course it was yeah i love that you house. know what i'm talking about with in this terrible weird show that yeah it's they were jen and sylvia soska who were horror film produce, producers but god knows who they produced or what they produced yeah well and horror is one of those things where like there's a lot of really shitty ones and a few good ones but so jen and sylvia soska they were the executive producers behind dead hooker in a trunk See No Evil 2 and American Mary. What happened? Well, I thought Brian's comments was about Steven Spielberg's CV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they actually, the two of them have written for Marvel Comics. Oh, interesting. That's not that glowing. Uh, oh, yeah. They did Night Nurse for Secret Wars 5. Uh, they did a short story called The Ripley with Guardians of the Galaxy and a Deadpool story for the first <laughs> annual Avengers Halloween special. Keep waiting to be sold on this. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lena, what's your drinking game rule for this week? Time Machine. So every time you see, uh, you know, three days later or uh-huh. 10,000 years later or yeah. sometimes, of time change 
change, take a drink. Oh, uh, Mr. Todd. Hi, I'm about to do this random thing. <laughs> Take a drink. Okay. Little sis. Uh, okay. <laughs> Mr. Adam? Uh, that's kind of tied into mine. It's called, how does this work again? Every time Pugsley like, tries to do magic and fucks it up. <laughs> they, and then my follow-up was, am I getting too old? Because I'm reading this book. It's like, am I too old for this book? Wow. <laughs> okay. What's yours, uh, Brian? Mine was, uh, mine was, wait, did I skip a page? Because this is <laughs> mentioned in there. There were a few times where I like, and I think it was just more the paper quality. Yes. I kept going like, is that, is that, like, I wanted, I felt like I was flipping over too many pages. Yeah. Uh, I don't think this has anything to do with the story. I think it has completely to do with the paper choice of the publishing. But I also like the fact that the the one demon, the red guy, uh, whatever his, huh? Courtney. 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 There you go. Courtney, at one point in time, like, wakes up and is like, wait, did I skip a page? Which I think is like a brilliant way of sort of saying I'm confused and I'm going to try to use it in my day to day life now because I really like it. But no, okay, actually, well, so, I, I did that multiple times, Brian. It wasn't just you. Okay. I, I okay. literally was like, wait, did I miss something? Yeah. No, for sure okay uh lena what are your thoughts i'm actually interested to see what todd has to say about this one because he seemed to be not a fan okay <laughs> so to- so todd go ahead sometimes when you're reading a book the uh general headspace you're in before you read a book greatly influences how you feel about a book and if you read it again later you might like it more mm. i might have been in a really salty mood when i read <laughs> this book but going through it and flipping through it again recently is this feels very webtoon like because even if you look at all the formatting it's never more than just two page two bars or frames that anything overlaps all of the pages look like they're designed to be scrolled as a never-ending scroll so this is a published webtoon which is fine in and of itself but it does lead that to... wouldn't be the first time we've read a published webtoon no not at all um, what i find curious. funny about that though todd is you can't get this in a digital format <laughs> Yes. <laughs> That's hilarious. But you look at this thing and like this thing is designed to be in a digital format and it's designed to be read on a phone. I think that's yeah. also though just stylistically I think with the sure. more cartoony kind of look. I think that just might be part of it. It, it, it there's a simplicity to it because sometimes your more elaborate layouts and some of your more splashy flashplay pages yeah. can be harder to follow. This is meant for youngsters. I wouldn't I don't I would argue that it's meant for I think it's no, just no, stylistically. No, some, no, no, no. It's I, when I say it's meant for youngsters, they uh, specifically call out, where was I reading this? This doesn't sound great, but it was, it was like 10-year-olds. That does not feel like this book should be called for 10-year-olds. So, mm-hmm. Well, not if you're in It definitely Florida. has a Gravity Falls kind of look to it. Yeah, that's for sure. sure. That, mm-hmm. that cartoon. It definitely has that kind of same vibe, even, it, that Gravity Falls does. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'll figure that out. So, with that being said, there's a lot that goes on. They're in this haunted theme park that reminds you of every place and no place. And I think I was in a salty mood when I read it. But I was just going through this. I'm like, I don't think this is for me. And I kind of, in that frame of mind and mood, it, you know, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy for that sort of a thing. So, I, 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 I could be harsh upon it, but I'm not sure it's um, fair to be as harsh upon it as I would want to lay into it. Because I was a salty guy. <laughs> Okay. How's that answer? I mean, it's it's the truth. I'm just looking at this and I'm just going, 
eh, what is this? What am I reading? I don't want to be reading this. I need to read this, but I don't want to be reading this, but I need to read this. Fine, I'll read this. There, I read it. Abby we now. had very different experiences with this book. I was going to say, yes. like, Todd, you sound like when we read that one book, I can't remember what it was. It was like, Lena, you were, you had to log in just to give uh, host powers to Brian. You were at, like, Blue <laughs> oh, the, Bri- the uh, yeah. Bridella. Bride of yeah, Halheim. Yeah. No, yeah, was, it wasn't. No, Brides of, Hel- oh. of Helheim. No, it was the one after that. It was the one after that. It was like, I don't know. She looked like some kind of elven type of thing. I forget. Oh, yeah. That was the one. Yeah, it was uh, the French one that we did. The French one where she had to jump over the wall and that was on fire and she died in the end. It was the fifth week of Brindle. Brindle, Brindle. yeah. That's it. You're reminding me of when we read Brindle because I had it, I read it when I had COVID and I was very much like, I don't know if I like this, but I also realized I was not in the right space for it. So you're, you're, you sound like COVID Adam. <laughs> and if I'm on point Adam, you got to be COVID Adam. COVID oh Adam. God. Yeah. Um, if you go to the Amazon webpage, it lists the reading age for ages 10 years and up. Yeah, I don't well, think I that would that... want someone to read this at 10 years old. Yeah, no. I I don't know. I would argue with that uh, anyway. Alright, so there I am. So I'm, I'm gonna a little cop out here because of that, but that's how I've been dealing with okay, it. Okay. What about well, if you feel would not be appropriate for a 10-year-old? Just I just, I'm, I'm interested to know because it says it's 10 and up. I, there's nothing behind um, that. I'm just interested. I think it also depends on your 10-year-old. I think that there, there are some... I'm gonna put it this way. I'm gonna tell this is my only thing. I had a friend who we were hanging out at his house and we were probably in junior high or high school and his little brother was watching Scooby-Doo and he goes, hey mom, how come he can watch Scooby-Doo? I couldn't watch Scooby-Doo when I was that age and she goes, he doesn't have nightmares and wets the bed because of Scooby-Doo so he can oh, watch good. it. Oh good, he wasn't talking about me. Yeah, no, I wasn't talking about you. Uh, <laughs> so I think it depends on your kid. I think that there is some stuff in here that could potentially be uh, kind of scary. I think that the more I think about it, I don't think I necessarily, I don't have an issue with it as a 10-year-old reading it. I I don't, I don't know if I would be interested in this book at 10. That, yeah. I guess maybe that's more where my thought is. I don't think it's about a content thing as much as about an interest thing. But it also oh, okay. feels heavily manga influenced. I, I don't I don't fully agree with that. Okay. Um, I think it feels far more like a Gravity Falls or a slightly better drawn Rick and Morty. Um, Which is but, Gravity uh, Falls. <laughs> yeah, yeah, accurate. Um, but I don't know. I actually, Lena, I'm going to steal your thunder here for a second. I really liked this book. Um, I thought it was interesting. I uh, uh, I don't know. I also kind of like horror movie type stuff. And I also worked at a theme park. So there was a lot of stuff in here that I thought was really funny as hell. Um, only knowing a person based on what ride they work on is oh definitely my something God. I've done in my life. That that was my favorite part when she's yeah. like, okay, so this is who everyone is. That's yeah. Logs. That's Death Slide. That's this. <laughs> yeah. that's the, and she yeah. just starts naming everybody by the rides that they run. Yeah. And he's like, I hate that name. Then you find out yeah. his name's Logan. And yeah. they were like, oh, I thought your name was Logs because of Logan or because yeah. you have a big... And he was like, maybe yeah. it's not that bad of a name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe 10-year-old like would be, Sasquatch. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Like, I, did, names in the world. I did really enjoy every single chapter starts out with the person and like gives their pronouns or names and like likes and dislikes. And I just yeah. love the fact that Barney, his dislike is the straights. Yes, I liked that one. <laughs> There's also one I really liked. I think it's towards the end that I thought was very funny. Um, I liked the fact that uh, Pugsley, that the dog, his dislike uh, was vacuum cleaners. Mm-hmm. That one amused me. That's like my kid. And, um, <laughs> let's see. Can't stay in the 
Roomba. So I heard her the other day, and she came up to me. He's like, turn off the vacuum machine. <laughs> vacuum machine? Yes, the vacuum machine. And I'm like, vacuum. Vacuum. Uh, the one I was thinking of that I really liked is Death Slides Dislikes just says the prequels, which made me yeah. very yes. happy. Um, but yeah, no, I really liked this book. I liked the I liked the characters. I thought the romance was kind of cute. I think it had sort of a, you know, a, a sort of a semi-standard, like, starting for a potential relationship there. And then, of course, you know, the, I mean, yes, there are standard tropes in here, but I also kind of liked the idea that it kind of covered the topic of, you know, uh, a trans individual not being, not feeling comfortable of living at their parents' house, which I thought was interesting. Not the fact that they'd kicked them out, but that they didn't necessarily feel comfortable there, or that they sort of also indicate that, like, they would not still be around if they had stayed at home. And mm-hmm. so there's some stuff like that that I don't know if a 10-year-old would fully grasp. Maybe they would. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but, like, uh, I liked the fact that it could handle some of these bigger, heavier topics um, in a, I don't know, I don't want to say sanitized, but in a approachable, approachable, approachable there we go. Good word, yeah. yeah, approachable way. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know. I just really like this book, though. Uh, Lena, what are your thoughts? I like this book. Um, the it, it Like I said, it reminds me of Gravity Falls. If you've watched Gravity Falls, it's, there's like all these, um, and if you like Rick and Morty, you should watch Gravity Falls as well. It, there's like a... Is that is the fan base less toxic? No, well, the fan... It's funny because I think the creators are friends. I think Dan Harmon is like... Or whatever his name is, is friends with the guy that does Gravity Falls because there feels like there's Easter eggs between the two of them. Um, the Gravity Falls, I think, is, is really interesting. But I don't know. I liked this. I liked Courtney, the little demon. Um, yes. I thought she was really funny. I... Um, I really like Norma, the um, the best friend. She yeah. uh, is my spirit animal. She just doesn't <laughs> like people. She doesn't try to learn people's names. She gives them nicknames. Actually, Brian, she's very much you. Um, I know. I kind of almost also read her. Doesn't like people and works <laughs> at an amusement park. Yeah. It, it very much is me. I kind of read her in the voice of Darla. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Daria, you mean. Daria, sorry. Daria. Yeah. Yes. I was like, Darla. Okay. That's from Buffy, yes. so never mind. I'll I'll agree with that. So like, but it all just I don't know. It just I I really enjoyed it. I liked how they like dealt with stuff. Pugsley was really cute. Um, and it, you know it was an easy read. It's not a it's not something. And the other side of this is I loved that it like it's it's definitely an LGBTQ kind of book, but there's so much other representation in it with death slides. Um, and I don't remember what her name is. Um, Badia, right? Wasn't that her yeah. name? I believe so. Yes. Uh, yeah, Badia. Uh, where it just, it felt so nice to see that it wasn't just um, a bunch of white characters in a, you know, uh, in a in something. So, and I feel like that's something we see a lot more in these LGBT comics and not uh, something that you see in a lot of the other stuff that we do where the diversity and the representation is there a lot more and easier. Um, but I thought this was cute. The it was a little confusing in parts because yeah, I like you, Brian. I would switch a page and I'd be like, wait, did I get to the right thing? Um, my other favorite part is the Polly, the Paulina lookalikes. Oh yeah. Oh the, yeah. That Paulina could um possess one of them and and everything, which I just thought was real funny and then she's like this whole amusement park is so I can gain power 
her and do yeah. all this stuff. And so like all the scariest rides, it all comes out to being a pentagram. And yeah, I thought that was, I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really, really interesting. And I love that the characters felt real. Um, there was a, an uncertainty and nervousness and they're all in their early twenties and it all kind of makes sense. And so, um, and I really did like the little blossoming love story between Barney and Logs. I thought that was really cute. Um, so yeah, I, you know, that's where I'm at. I, I'm really glad that we read this. I will agree. It definitely reads like it should be a web comic, which still cracks me up because you can't get it in a digital format. You have yeah. to buy the book. Um, and for me, I, you know, Sasquatch was like, where do you keep all these books? And I was like, I only have a handful of them because I get the rest of them digitally because we just don't have the space and I, and we, we want to move soon and I'm not packing up all these books. Like it's why you, uh, you have a moving company and move all your boxes of books. Well, and I'm I not still rich. have a moving company do all of that, but I don't need to have all the things. Um, so yeah, I liked it. I thought it was cute. Mr. Adam, what are your thoughts? Uh, before I go further, I must also state that I did love the fact that Logan Logs, one of his dislikes was the showrunners of all his favorite TV shows. <laughs> I didn't that just that absolutely, like, that made me laugh That's more than the prequels. Uh, so I haven't seen Gravity Falls, but now I kind of want to do if there's there's some tie-ins with that. Like you can kind of sense there was the, the Rick and Morty-esque thing, but I love the fact that this really did represent a lot of people on the LGBTQ uh, spectrum. I mean, the fact that, you know, Barney is a, is a trans guy, like that's, <clears throat> it's only briefly brought up a couple times. You know, you, you could mm-hmm. you could think, you could is this person, is it not? But it wasn't until they're at the beach and he specifically mentions like, hey, my binders are, are uh, yeah. annoying me. And I was talking with Clark about that and like Clark's, you know, Gen Z, this and that. And I mentioned binders. He's like, what is that? Yeah. So it wasn't even something he was really aware of. Uh, I love the fact that when he and Logs finally get a chance to go out the end and, and they're talking and Barney's like, well, is it because I'm, I'm trans? He's like, well, I kind of thought, but I, did, I don't care, blah, blah, blah. It was like, mm-hmm. it, it, it does ask a lot of fun little questions about the difference between gender and sexualities, but does it in a way that's, I don't want to say inoffensive because I don't think any kind of discussion about that is offensive or not, but I think it's also for going towards a younger audience where you can have a discussion. And this goes back to what we said last week, or I said last week about how it was so subtle, it was almost too subtle. Whereas this one's like, this is a part of life. This is what some people, yeah, how they live their lives. This is something that they deal with because a, a trans guy who hasn't had top surgery mm-hmm. to feel like a guy, they do have binders. And like our, our friend Lucas had the same thing. He had top surgery a while ago. And it's it's just like, hey, you know what? This is the body that fits me. This is who I am. And this is something I have to do for right now to represent myself in the way that I feel comfortable and who I really am. Mm-hmm. And But again, it's like, it's dropping the hints and you know, okay, this is a trans guy now, but it doesn't like stay there as far as like every single time you see Barney, you think that it's like, oh, he's okay, that was a moment. You move on. And yes. it, it has fun with it. It makes it cute. Uh, I loved the fact about the, that Barney did bring up the fact about, you know, hey, if I'd stay living with my parents, I may not be here. Not because I love the fact that it was such a serious topic, but I like the fact that it did address that for a lot of people in the LGBTQ community that we do have, you know, we do deal with mental health issues, which isn't to say mm-hmm. that people in the straight world do as well. It's just when you're growing up and you're being told like, hey, you're less of a person, God hates you, you're this, you're that, blah, blah, blah. There is a better chance that you will develop trauma and PTSD and anxiety because that's where you come from. And the fact that Barney took the steps to be like, no, he's like, I, I'm not going to do this. I need to stand up for myself. If I have to live in a goddamn haunted house and be made fun of by my friends because I'm here by Daria, uh, that's what I need to do. And I think that could be very empowering to someone who is a younger or a teenager or even someone our age sometimes who mm-hmm. thinks that they can't go through life or be who they need to be or even survive. That 
that this can show you like, hey, you can get through it. You can do this. And at the end, when, you know, he kisses Logan, like, that's a cool moment. Just be like, hey, that's a happy thing we can end it off with. And then there's all the fun bullshit in there with like the angels and the demons and like the angels are worse than the demons or they're not, blah, blah, blah. Well, yeah, the, the cast system I thought was very funny. Yeah, like mm-hmm. how there's different levels and you go further. Uh, yeah, it was it was just cute. It was fun. Is it for everyone? Maybe not, but I think this really does cover a lot of what we tried to do with Pride Month where it's fun, there's a good message. It's it's just cute and I, I liked it a lot. Like, I, I don't know if I'm going to go read more of it, just to be completely honest. I am interested to see how it goes on Netflix and I hope they read a new Heartstopper because that's going to be my, my battle cry for the next 5,000 years. Uh, but no, and it had a pug in it. It had a talking pug. I love pugs. Yep. Even though I kept on fucking things up. So yeah, I'm doing little shrugs when I say it, which you can't see on audio media. <laughs> so. uh, cool. Well, then uh, I think that sounds like a good call at that. Uh, Mr. Cranky Pants, what's your grade? Everyone else loved it so much, so I'll just give it a B minus. <laughs> wow, you pulled. Never mind. I'm not going to say it. Uh, Adam, what is your uh, your uh, grade? Uh, I'm going with an A minus. I really had fun with it. It's cute. It's fun. Everything I already said. And I, I think it's something that a lot of people will enjoy, younger audiences and people older, too. Cool. Uh, Lena? Uh, I'm giving it an A minus, too. I really liked it. And as I was looking up stuff about the show that's going to be coming out on Netflix, even the actor play- that's going to be voicing Barney is transgender. So, oh, cool. Love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I'll stick with you. I, I think uh, A minus is probably a pretty solid good grade for this. Um, cool. Next week, we are reading a book called Our Dreams at Dusk. It's a manga that I know nothing about. Adam, do you have any uh, ideas? Oh, this is just off a different list I found. So all okay, the books so this month, I, I book know nothing about. <laughs> A uh, new kid in town in high school. He's terrified to be outed as gay. Um, he meets a mysterious woman who leads him uh, to a group of people dealing with their problems in uh, a not so not so different from his own. Uh, and a realistic, heartfelt depiction of LGBT plus characters from different backgrounds finding their place in the world. Uh, a search for inner peace proves to be the most universal experience of all. Cool. I like it. It also like it looks cool. It's a very well drawn an- uh, manga. Actually, it looks the shading on it's really impressive. Uh, but but that will be next week. Uh, until then, thanks for yeah, thanks everybody for joining us, and we will see you all later. Bye. Bye. Nothing. Nothing, Adam. Oh, no, we did enough last episode, so uh, that's okay. right. You just weren't here for it. <laughs>